What's the game-changing realization that helped you build a high-performing team? That question is at the center of every episode of the HR Impact Show. Every HR professional wants to build a team that has empowered managers, engaged employees, and an organization that's striving to become elite. The challenge is that you're often told to do more with less. We're gonna fix that. Every week, we will feature executive and senior HR leaders from across the country, and they will share with us their actionable insights and best practices that can help empower you to create an engaged elite workforce. Here's the show. How do you build and sustain a strong sense of mission to drive elite teams? Hi everyone, my name is CT. I'm co-founder of Engage Rocket. And to help me answer that question today is Dustin Lacasse. Dustin is the Director of Learning and Development at the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. And it's a real pleasure to have him in the studio today to discuss that sense of mission with me. Thank you, much appreciated. Dustin, it's really interesting what you guys do at San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. Could you share a little bit more about the organization and your role in it? The San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance is an international nonprofit conservation organization, and we really have kind of two front doors, like we, which we like to call them here, which is our San Diego Zoo and our San Diego Zoo Safari Park. We do a lot with integrating wildlife health and care and science and education to really help develop sustainable conservation solutions. It's just a wonderful organization to be a part of. And, and I, of course, have a great pleasure of being the director of learning development here. Uh, of course, within my role uh, within this space, I get the opportunity to oversee all of our career development programs. So things uh, that really impact our team members on a day-to-day -day basis to really help get them to where they want to be in their next level. I get to work with a lot of our leaders through leadership development. I oversee our performance management process, as well as succession planning, a team member engagement, um, as well as all of our interns, externs, and, and fellowships uh, that we have within our organization that really allows individuals from all around the world to engage with us in some of this really important conservation work uh, that we get to be a part of, which is you know, absolutely fascinating, but also so critical to really making sure that all life thrives across the world. I'm very blessed to be a part of this organization and I really do enjoy uh, working with these teams to ensure that they have the skills necessary in order to really uh, be successful within their current role, but also to upskill them for future development purposes uh, that will allow this organization to continue to thrive. Just to understand a little bit more about the conservation mission that you guys have, is that limited to just animals or does that go across flora and fauna? Yeah, so not just animals, but we have such a really great dedicated staff that also work from a horticulturalist perspective, right? So not only species survival, but also uh, plant survival at the same time. How do we work with endangered plant species in order to ensure their survival at the same time? Um, but it's really all about working with our guests and those who interact within our organization to ensure that they have the tools and resources that they can leverage and utilize and that knowledge to help really work with them to help us right be successful at this larger uh, mission that we have as an organization so really how do we provide you know the education to those coming into our organization so that way they can leave and also work towards a world where all life continues you know to thrive whether that is plant species or wildlife species, but also within communities in which these species 
are actually endangered, right? How do we work with communities to help ensure that they are offsetting for these different varied wildlife to ensure that they are not continuously adding to a particular problem, but they're working to help solve those problems within their own areas. It's such a broad mandate, one that I guess wouldn't have been immediately obvious just looking at the name of the organization. And the other thing that I picked up on was you mentioned you guys are an international nonprofit. So how broad is this span geographically in terms of the teams and the missions that you guys are running? We actually have what we consider hubs across the world. So there are various hubs. We have hubs in South America and Africa and in Asia and Australia, and then what we call our ocean hubs, and even here in the Southwest, all with specific species that we actually work with and certain plant species at the same time. Uh, so we do try to focus our attention on these larger hubs uh, to help ensure that we are dedicating the resources, not only, of course, to understanding uh, what is transpiring within those areas, but also working, like I mentioned, with those communities to help achieve success within those various species. We do have a huge, really international impact working across the world in different communities in different countries in order to help sustain wildlife and plant populations that are unfortunately on decline. And hopefully working within this space, we can have a positive impact and, and really helping change the course of what is transpiring within some of these uh, very specific regions. So I'm hearing from all of this, you've got distributed team uh, around the world. You've got the need for diverse skill sets that you have to account for, and you have the need to be able to integrate with uh, incredibly diverse cultures and working environments, because I can imagine not everyone's sitting behind a desk. Um, so you have quite a lot of work cut out for you in the role <laughs> of R&D. Oh, absolutely. It's just a, a great space to be in, working for a nonprofit that is very mission and purpose driven. No matter what nonprofit that is, of course, I just have the privilege and luxury to be working for, I feel at least, world's best nonprofits. We really just have an amazing opportunity to feel a lot of fulfillment through the work that is aligned to you and so that the people that you continue to work with, whether they're here in our two front doors, like I mentioned, right, the zoo and, and our zoo safari park, or across the world, sitting in various hubs, working and off-facing with different communities to help provide the necessary assistance to help turn around some of these un unnecessary scenarios that are impacting wildlife and, and plant species. It's so fulfilling to work for a nonprofit in this type of space to ensure that the work that you're doing just continues to add to the success of the larger organization as a whole. How do you think about the kind of skills that you need to equip your teams, whether they're at one of the two front doors or whether they're in the field, whether they're in corporate, there's a huge amount of diversity there. And when you think about things like performance, engagement, building that sense of belonging to uh, the organization and, and also just driving that, the communication of the vision across this very broad organization. How do you even go about coming up with an inventory of the skills that you need, of the, the communication channels that you're going to have? Like, how do you think about all of this? One of the things that I absolutely loved uh, when I first uh, came into this position, but also within my other roles with nonprofits, I really took time to live the day in the life of our team members. I physically really became a part of their departments throughout a course of time, 
I spent time working with our wildlife care teams, our horticulture team. I worked in, in some of the other roles like our garages, right? Helping build engines. And it really just provided me an opportunity, right? To really be on the ground, to listen to team members. I think it's so important for anybody in a leadership role uh, to really have a good ear, right? Towards what is actually transpiring on the individual contributor level. What are the challenges they're facing? Where do uh, they have areas of opportunity for improvement? Uh, where, where are they craving development opportunities? What, what are they currently missing? And what would they feel would be a value add for them within their current space? What I definitely would recommend and what I have been able to do, which has really helped me be successful within this role, is, is to really listen. Uh, and I think being a leader within any space, particularly in an L&D space, it's so important when you're thinking about curriculum design or leveling up from a skill set perspective to truly understand what is impacting different demographics and then really taking that to the next level. After I had an opportunity to really live the day in the life of our team members, I also had opportunities to work with our leaders one-on-one -on -one to have really comprehensive conversations and really in-depth conversations around really the competencies that are so critical for the roles that they oversee where they feel the industry is moving towards, what are some of the changes that are impacting our industry. And of course, in a conservation setting, there are always going to be impacts as it relates to, to change across variations, right? Whether that's technology or how communities uh, continue to live and thrive even within their own specific spaces across the world. So it's really important to be a forward-thinking individual to really understand, right, what are those dynamics that are going to help really provide the value that is necessary so we can have sustained impact in the work that we're trying to achieve, while also at the same time thinking about what those you know, future skills need to be and how we actually get there. What are the things that we need to think about? Where, where do we have a, a really solid foundation at this moment? Uh, what are the skills right, our, our teams are, are currently leveraging and utilizing? And then, of course, how do we provide them areas of opportunity and development uh, so that way they can continue to grow, but also develop the skills that are going to be necessary in order for us to continue to be successful in doing the work that we're doing. You no, know, I think listening uh, is going to be extremely important. Wow. It's been a great conversation so far. Make sure you join the HR Impact community where we gather a community of HR leaders just like you. This is a space where top people leaders share actionable insights and practical playbooks. Sign up today as a member for the community, get updates on the latest HR resources and exclusive event invites. You can join the community at www.engagerocket.co slash HR impact. And now back to the show. You definitely have described how you need to have that breadth of skills that you need to cater for. And also, I guess you have to distill a certain amount of common skill sets that drive uh, maybe the soft skills of communication and, and interaction within the organization. So all of that seems to have stemmed out of listening. The other thing that we talked about was communicating the other way. So speak besides just listening, leadership in the organization needs to communicate the mission and purpose of the organization and particularly in the nonprofit setting, that is something that everyone in the organization is driven by and needs reinforcement. And you got to top up their fuel tanks 
of mission and purpose every once in a while. How do you go about doing that? One of the great things about working in a nonprofit is you normally are already going to be working with people who are so gravitated to a, a purpose, right? A lot of the people that I get to work with on an everyday given basis come into this organization already filled with the passion and desire and drive that is necessary in order to really push our mission and purpose forward as a larger organization. But I think from a leadership standpoint, it's really important to understand how you communicate and set that vision. Uh, so that way it's sustainable. How do you connect your individual contributors within an organization who are on the front lines, who may not always see how the work that they are doing directly connects to the outcome that you are looking to achieve as a nonprofit organization. I think good storytelling is a huge part of that. How do you wrap people up in a vision that you have? How do you wrap people up in a place where they can really gravitate towards what you are, are, are trying to achieve? Of course, that's setting the right expectations right off the bat. It's all about also setting the right goals for your team that are, are directed and, and really connected to strategic priorities of an organization. Very similar to, of course, a for-profit mindset in that space. A team is, is going to be better adaptable and, of course, better able to lead the charge if they have a good feeling that what they are doing is connected back to the larger whole. So I think, of course, utilizing that good storytelling skill is going to be essential and a really good cornerstone for you to really kind of wrap individuals up in a vision and purpose that really gets them really excited to really be a part of a larger uh, purpose. I think leaders really do have that larger accountability. Of course, here in my space, I get to help set those expectations to work with our leaders to develop those skill sets so that way they can have those effective conversations, like they can go into that conversation and really feel solidified in their ability to really make sure that their teams are really grasping onto a larger vision but I really do think it starts with storytelling. I really do think it starts with setting the right expectations. And of course, working with your team in order to do that successfully is really where I get to come in and start really doing what I love to do best. And, and that's developing those skill sets in our leaders. So that way they do feel comfortable and confident in being able to have those direct conversations, but also lead their team successfully through whatever purpose they are trying to achieve within their own personal space within this organization, whatever those accountabilities are that are aligned to them, making them feel really successful in the space that they're currently within by just giving them the tools and resources in order to drive what that communication actually needs to be in order for everybody else to wrap their hands around it and have a really good sense of purpose for themselves within their role but also a larger purpose and how the work that they're doing continues to align back to the larger mission of that nonprofit, our conservation mission. I love to double click a little bit on the storytelling aspect. There's a movement that is slowly growing within leadership circles that recognizes the need to build that muscle of being able to tell good stories. How do you approach that? in the organization? What does storytelling look like within uh, your organization? It's a really great question because we don't start with just our leaders. So our team members are exposed to storytelling at an earlier stage uh, within their careers. Uh, and I think this is important for all nonprofits, even some even for-profits, right, to really start exposing team members at an individual contributor level to some of these skill sets 
So that way it's an easier foundation to build off of when you become a leader. Uh, so our team members have an opportunity to be exposed to storytelling. They are provided opportunity to train around storytelling, to really understand some of those core components and the, those competencies that are so critical in storytelling. So that way, when they do finally become a leader, it's that foundation that we then get to build off of. Because really, when you become a leader within an organization that leverages storytelling, it takes it to the next level. So when you're an individual contributor, it's all about understanding how do I craft a message and bring in all different pieces of information from our mission to our purpose, to the work that we're doing externally, uh, to really be able to communicate to a guest what we are actually doing that helps connect to them emotionally. When I think about guest service, I think about the, the rational and the emotional side of guest service. And the emotional side is really where you have the, the strongest opportunities in order to really grab the attention, hold that attention, and bring people along through a particular process that allows them to be more connected to your brand to really see how what they are doing as guests within your organization have a, has a strong connection back to your brand's mission and purpose and, and how they can really be an advocate for what you're actually doing. So it's, it's really about you know, developing that skill set as an individual contributor. So that way, when you become a leader, we can level off of that and continue to provide the skill set. So that way, you have the opportunity not only to do it yourself, but to be able to coach and train your teams and continue to upskill them and refine that skill set as a leader within the organization itself. So that's where that competency becomes a little different. As an individual contributor, you really want to start to think about what does this actually look like for each individual role? And of course, you want to take it role by role because there are different essential functions usually that align to different spaces. And of course, they're going to leverage knowledge in different ways within different aspects of your business. So for us, when we think about guest-facing roles, this is where we really start to have some really good impact with our team members because those are the individuals who are really going to have the ability to connect our guests back to our branding. But if I looked at it from a different perspective and thought, okay, how do I work with our architectures? How do I work with our scientists? Or how do I work with individuals? who may not be directly guest-facing, but still develop that skill set, it, it starts to morph because storytelling is not just for maybe the, the individuals who are coming into your organization, but also the individuals who are working within your organization. How do you get individuals, right, to really grapple onto your mission and your purpose and, and really find value in, in working for your organization and staying engaged within your organization? Uh, and I think that is where you really need to start to think about from your own organization's perspective, what is going to be necessary in order to get these different demographics uh, to have a foundational understanding of storytelling that they can leverage with themselves as they're having conversations and, and trying to lead their peers in a particular direction that will allow them to integrate successfully uh, within your culture. Or of course, how do I work with individuals who are coming into our organization in order to get them wrapped up in our messaging uh, and become almost brand ambassadors. And then when you start to really get into the leadership piece, and, and this is the, the piece that I have a huge direct connection with, it's really all about how do I now 
work with my teams to coach them successfully to do these types of things, uh, but also how do I mirror these skill sets so that way they can see how successful it can actually work for them as they continue to leverage and utilize this particular skill on, on multiple levels. It sounds really like you permeate quite deep within the organization from the individual contributor level all the way up to leadership. And what I love is, so listeners, Dustin has actually put together his own self-assessment for leaders to run with their teams, utilizing some parts of this framework. And we're going to include this as a download in the show notes. So Dustin, maybe if you could talk us through, I, I really like how you covered things like emotional intelligence, that clarity of vision and purpose and communication, all the, these different elements of storytelling. And you've put that together in a very neat self-assessment tool that leaders can use to not only diagnose their t own team, but also figure out like what is it that they can be doing differently. How, how would you recommend leaders, other HR professionals who listen to this podcast, they use this tool? I put together this tool in order to really help ensure a leader has the opportunity to see things from multiple angles. I think before you even start leveraging the tool, it's really important that you have good self-awareness and self-management. I think those two things definitely go together hand in hand that allow you to have a really good base understanding of who you are, right? Your authentic self within a particular leadership. So having that ability to really think about how you are emotionally self-aware and how direct that emotion within the thought processes that you currently leverage and utilize is going to be an important foundation before even starting to work through this. I think when you start working through this, you start getting into more of that social awareness or that relationship management component, all really directed under a larger umbrella of what I consider to be extremely important components of emotional intelligence. I think one of the, the, the great leaders of emotional intelligence, Daniel Goleman, was really helpful and structuring what this process really should look like for individual leaders as they continue to work through some of the competencies that are so critical for a leader to understand and have in order to drive their own success, but also an organizational success. So when you start to leverage this document, it's really helpful and important to start with that foundation of social awareness, to understand some of those drivers uh, from a relationship management perspective under the umbrella of self-awareness and self-management. Thinking about this document, there are 10 easy steps for one to really conceptualize. First, it starts with a vision. It goes back to the mission and purpose of an organization. Is a vision for your particular space connected back to the larger organizational mission and purpose? Is there a direct connection that you can easily make with your team so that way your team understands exactly where you want to go as a department as it relates to the larger whole. Of course, storytelling really becomes a cornerstone to this process. And I think utilizing good storytelling techniques can really help wrap your team into a mission and vision that you have particularly created that then aligns to the larger organizational's mission and purpose. So really thinking about it from that perspective is going to be really helpful and really allow you to be successful through that mechanism. But some of the other components that I really believe are extremely important for leaders to take into consideration is, of course, how you, how you work with your team to get to that end result. So that's things like stretch goals. But how are you creating goals for your team that allow them the opportunity to continue to develop themselves professionally? There's no good way of truly developing unless you put yourself in uncomfortable positions. If you continue to be 
put into a position where all you're doing is maintaining, there's not really a development opportunity through that process. So how do you provide those opportunities for development for your team? Leveraging scratch goals are a really great component of that, but also really thinking about the skills that your team currently has. Everybody on your team is a value add. It's really going to be up to you to really determine, are they in the right role with the skills that they currently have? Is this the right role for your team based on the competencies that they really leverage and utilize on a daily basis? Are those the competencies that are right for that position? But also when you start forward thinking, are those still the competencies that will be necessary for that position in the future? And does that team member have a solid foundation that you can then build off of that will help them achieve success in the long run as an industry continues to morph and change? I think it's so important from a leader standpoint to really be strategically thinking, to remove the blinders. Uh, A lot of leaders within any space that you're working on get so fixated sometimes on the day-to-day responsibilities that are handed to them by an organization uh, for their particular department that they lose the ability to step back and they think, uh, and to think about the, the, you know, the decisions that they're making and how it impacts other departments, how it impacts the organization as a whole. So you can really start to do this process just by looking at your own individual teams. And there's a really, there's a a part to this process that that really asks you to think about where's your team currently? Where does your team need to be in the future in order to be uh, successful at continuing to drive that vision and mission for your organization? And what do you really need to do in order to be successful in getting your team to that next level? And of course, that's through multiple modalities, whether that's stretch goals, whether that's consistent recognition or really looking at your team and providing them that recognition that they need as individuals in order to continue to do the work that is going to be required of them and to feel valued, to want to move that needle forward. But also at the same time, are you leveraging a coaching model that works towards that appreciative and constructive feedback aspect? Of course, all organizations really need to think about what kind of coaching model might work best for them. We leverage a very specific coaching model internally here that just works for us, of course, but it's all about on-the-spot appreciative or constructive feedback to continue to provide your team that transparency that they also need in order to level up. A lot of the work that this self-assessment that I created really relies on your ability to be socially aware of the organization, of your team. So that way you can continue that relationship management process, building those elite team members in order for them to then take that and drive the body of work that is then going to be necessary for you as a larger organization to continue to be successful as things start to change. Strategic thinking, I can't stress that enough, but that is really one of the most critical components a leader can really have to ensure that they are really thinking about the future and are not caught off guard. You're being more proactive than that reactionary mindset that some leaders may find themselves in in certain cases. So hopefully the self-assessment helps individuals really be more uh, proactive than reactive as they continue to think about their own personal space. Thank you so much for sharing that very useful tool with us, Dustin, and walking us through how to use that. We're almost out of time. So if people wanted to find you to ask further questions around this tool, or if they have other areas of trying to build their own storytelling capabilities, 
within their organizations, what's the best way for them to be uh, reaching out to you? They can definitely find me on LinkedIn. You can easily just search for my name on LinkedIn. I'm the only Dustin Lacoste on LinkedIn, so it makes it very easy to locate me. And of course, I'm more than happy to provide any good best practices that I have been able to curate through my own leadership journey. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today, Dustin. And for those of you listening, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please leave us a review and stay tuned to the HR Impact Show, where we'll continue to have more leaders sharing their best practices with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the HR Impact Show. We hope you liked the conversation. Don't forget to continue supporting us by joining the HR Impact community. You can find the community at www.engagerocket.co slash HR Impact. Tune in next time where we'll have another guest who's going to share with us the game-changing insights that help them build high-performing teams.